Hello and welcome back to Staying by Grace. I am so excited that you're joining me, uh, whether it's today, tomorrow, whenever it is that you're taking the time to listen to this. <laughs> um, but I am so excited to be sharing with you. I feel honored that you're here listening uh, and, and willing to learn from me and from what God is teaching me. Uh, let's just say I'm super excited about today's podcast. I I'm like a ball of energy right now, and I, I'm so excited to share this with you. If you uh, just recently started listening again, uh, my name is Elizabeth Hummer. I am a 25-year-old wife of six years, mom of three kids, and lover of Jesus, and so excited to be sharing this, be sharing his gospel and his truths with you. Uh, this podcast was created out of just the the deep desire and the deep love that God has given me for empowering women and helping women stand up in today's culture and in their lives today to be who God has called us to be. Um, and it's not just women, it's his children. It's, it's people who are testifying for him, people who are being um, ambassadors for him. And that's not just encompassed in just us being women. That's encompassed as us being children of God. And so I that is why this podcast was created. It is all for him, all for his glory, and simply to give us a guide and help us as we're moving forward, a community even, um, together as we're moving forward in this life and in this journey with all its ups and downs and valleys and whatever, hills, mountaintops, uh, just to, to be able to still lean into God and learn and be empowered in who God has created us to be for him and not to lose sight of that in this world because it's all too too easy and too often to do. But my last podcast, if you listen to it, I said I was going to be doing a little series in Ephesians. Well, here's the beauty about God is sometimes he said, we say, okay, we're going to go down this road. And he goes, nope, roadblock this way. Uh, And as I was sitting here preparing what I was going to be sharing about, he just said, "Uh uh-uh, this is what I want you to talk about. This is what I've put on your heart. I want you to speak this. So I'm so excited. You have no idea how, I, how excited I am to share. Um, when the Holy Spirit moves, that's when you know it's going to be cool. It's going to be powerful and that God God is really working. And so I'm actually going to be in Ruth, Ruth chapter 1. And there are so many different teachings around Ruth. Many of them I have found are very much the same, very general but I'm going to be taking this and totally flipping it upside down. I'm going to be totally honest. So please don't roll your eyes and be like, oh my gosh, here we go. We're talking about Ruth. And I'm not even talking about Ruth because she's a woman. That's actually not why I'm doing this. I am speaking um, from Ruth because this is this is the story God gave me of an individual who, who truly accepted the identity that he gave them, who truly accepted the story that he was writing for them in their life. And this is just the person that God really put on my heart. And so today I'm really, I'm, I'm speaking about our identity in God and not our identity as a woman, not our identity as a believer per se, not our identity as a wife and a mom. I'm speaking about who has God chosen what, what identity has God chosen to give you? Again, yes, a wife, a mom, a husband, a father. Uh, I know there's, there's some guys that listen to this, so I'll, I'll give you a little shout out. Um, <laughs> you know, a, a teacher, a doctor, a working mom, a stay-at-home mom, a single woman, 
a traveling woman, a, a you know, whatever identity that he has bestowed upon you. I, I have many women in my life who I love dearly that uh, are a mix. Some of them struggle with the fact that they are single. Some of them have truly embraced that identity of being a single woman that God's given them. And so that's what I'm going to talk about today. Uh, and I'm going to just jump right in. And, and these are some questions that God really put on my heart for me. I mean, this, I'm, guys, I'm talking to myself totally and, and everything that I'm saying. And I'm going to use Ruth as, as an illustration. Uh, but I want to start with some questions really fast. I want you to start thinking about these. Number one, this is something God asked me. Are, are you rejecting the identity that God has chosen to give you? Are you hiding from the story that he is writing in your life? Has the pain of what you walked through been too much that now you are trying to numb or distract yourself from the identity and the life that he's given you and where you are right now? Or have you seen a glimpse of what God wants to move you towards, that identity and that story, and you're fighting against it because you've forgotten who God is Or you've never actually trusted him with those areas of your life. You've believed in him. You've known that he is God and that he is great. But you've never truly trusted him with certain areas of your life. I feel like that speaks so much to me. And especially over the past five or six years. So much of what I I was doing. That I had seen how he had worked in my parents' life. I had seen the identity that he had given my mom and my dad that people called them crazy about. I had seen how they had accepted it and how they had trusted him in every area of their life and that identity that he had put on them. But yet I had never done it for myself. I had never fully trusted him. I'm going to read... Ruth chapter 1, and then I'm going to break this down. Ruth chapter 1, and excuse me, I'm going to butcher these people's names or just skip over them. (laughs) I am slightly dyslexic, so it's actually a little bit hard. Sometimes when I read out loud, I can be a little self-conscious. In the days when the judges ruled, there was a famine in the land, and a man of Bethlehem in Judea went to sojourn in the country of Moab, he and his wife and his two sons. And his two sons... They were Ephrites from Bethlehem in Judea. They went into the country of Moab and remained there. Husband of Naomi died and she was left with her two sons. They took Moabite wives. The names of the one was Oprah and the other was Ruth. They lived there for about 10 years and then both Naomi's sons died. So the woman was left without her two sons and her husband. Then she arose with her daughters-in-law to return to the to return from the country of Moab, for she had heard in the fields of Moab that the Lord had visited his people and given them food. So she set out from the place where she, where she was with her two daughter-in-laws, and they went on their way to return to the land of Judea. But Naomi said to her two daughter-in-laws, Go, return each of you to her mother's house. May the Lord deal kindly with you as you have dealt with the dead and with me. The Lord grant that you may find rest, each of you, in a house of her husband. Then she kissed them, and they lifted up their voices and wept. And she said to them, No, 
We, and they said to her, No, we will return with you to your people. But Naomi said, Turn back, my daughters. Why will you go with me? Have I yet sons in my womb that, I may, that may become your husbands? Turn back, my daughters. Go your way, for I am too old to have a husband. And if I should say I have hope, even if I should find have a husband this night and should bear sons, would you therefore wait till they were grown? Would you therefore refrain from marrying? No, my daughters, for it is exceedingly bitter to me for your sake that the hand of the Lord has gone out against me. Then they lifted up their voices and wept again. And Oprah kissed her mother-in-law, but Ruth clung to her. And she said, see your daughter-in-law, see your sister-in-law has gone back to her people and to her gods. Return after your sister-in-law. But Ruth said, do not urge me to leave you or to return from following you. For where you go, I will go. Where you lodge, I will lodge. Your people shall be my people and your God my God. Where you die, I will die. And there will I be buried. May the Lord do so to me and more also if anything but death parts me from you. And when Naomi saw this, she was, she was determined to go with her. She said no more. So the two of them went on until they came to Bethlehem. And when they came up to Bethlehem, the whole town was stirred because of them. And the woman said, Is this Naomi? She said to them, Do not call me Naomi, call me Mara, for the Almighty has dealt very bitterly with me. I went away full, and the Lord has brought me back empty. Why call me Naomi when the Lord has testified against me and the Almighty has brought calamity upon me? So Naomi returned, and Ruth the Moabite, her daughter-in-law with her, who returned from the country of Moab, and they came to Bethlehem at the beginning of the barley harvest. All right, so I know I just covered a lot there, uh, but this is really just giving you a true glimpse of the heart of Ruth. And the thing that I love, again, you can say, oh, here we go, Ruth, another story. I know this story like the back of my hand. I've heard all these different versions. I've heard about the loyalty, the heart, all these things. But here's how I want you to look at Ruth, and here's, here's what I want you to see. Is that for me, the first five or six years of my life, I was trying to escape or numb the identity that God had chosen to give me instead of embracing it. I was trying to hide. I was trying to run away. He was, he was calling me. He was giving me this identity and asking me to obey him and giving over my family to him and allowing him to decide the number of children I was going to have, how many, when, where, how, whatever. And instead of taking on this identity he was giving me, I was running from it. I wasn't embracing it. I was trying to lose myself in foolish things in the world. I was trying to numb. I was trying to distract. Because I had forgotten that he does not call you to something and then not walk with you through it. I had forgotten that when he calls me to do something, when he calls me to step out in faith in this identity that he's given me, that he's walking beside me, that he has not left me, that he has not forgotten me. In Joshua, it talks about how he will he will never leave me or forsake me. In Deuteronomy. Let me, let me pull this up real fast. In Deuteronomy 31.6, this is what he says. 
Because oftentimes when he has called us to an identity, when he has called us into something, we fear men and we fear what other people are going to think. We fear what's going to follow with it. And I love this verse because it says, be strong and courageous. Do not fear or be in dread of them for it is the Lord, your God who goes with you. He will not leave you or forsake you. What a promise. Do not dread them. Do not dread the other identities that may come, that the world may give you alongside what God has given you. You know, I knew that truly taking on the identity he was calling me to was going to put scrutiny into my life. It was going to make people look at me and call me foolish. It was going to make people who I thought were so dear and close to me literally turn their backs on me. I'm not even kidding. That literally happened to me. I knew that it was, it was an identity I was going to get as crazy, as foolish, as, as these things. And so there was fear behind accepting this identity because of what others may think. There was fear behind accepting this identity because was God going to provide if he was going to give me all these children and he was going to call me to raise them, to be home with them and raise them myself with my husband, was he going to provide money? Was he going to provide a home? Was he going to provide all the things that we would need to, to take care of these kids on, these, on this earth? There was that fear. But again, in Deuteronomy 31.6, he goes with you. You do not need to dread. You not, do not need to fear them. You could use them as people and their opinions. You could use them as the things that you know, the physical things you know you're going to need to, to provide and to take care of whatever it is that in your life that he's calling you to do that, that might get put in jeopardy in the world's eyes because of that decision. But yet Ruth, talk about an amazing story of someone who accepted and trusted God and the identity that he had given her. I want you to take, I want to take a moment and talk about the Moabite people. So first off, you know, it it says here, it talks about Ruth, the Moabite and her daughter-in-law in verse 22 was with her and returned to Bethlehem. So that was an identity that God had, that, that, the Jews had given her. That was who she was looked at. As Naomi came home, this beautiful woman that had been a part of the city, oh my gosh, she brought the Moabite back with her? Well, a Moabite is a descendant of Lot. And for those of you who might not know, Lot and his daughters um, created the Moabite descendants out of incest. Lot's daughters got him drunk in order to be able to produce children with Lot. And it succeeded, sadly. And so the Moabites were, were created out of sin and shame. And so the Jews often looked down on her with disgust and with just dishonor. Did not want to associate many times. Actually, back in the day, it was... In that time period, it was looked down upon and it was it was completely shunned to even be married to someone outside of the Jewish world, but especially someone like the Moabites. And it's so interesting to me that Ruth married a Jew. So this this group of people that hated her 
she then became. In marrying her husband, she then was converted into being a Jew. And she accepted this identity. She walked among, in her world and how she grew up, would have been enemies. And she became that. And she accepted that. First as a Jew. And then as a widow. And then as Naomi's Moabite daughter-in-law. And then if we continue to read through this story, which I will continue on, I'll give you a little peek. Then as a wife to a highly respected Jewish man in their community, as a mother, and finally as being directly in the lineage of Jesus Christ himself. All because she decided to embrace and accept the identity that God had chosen to give her. Because she trusted that he was going to lead her. She knew that in in accepting this new identity from God, along with it would follow her identity of being a Moabite, but yet she chose to cling to Naomi as that daughter-in-law. She had no desire to go back to all of these things that she was a part of to go back to like her sister-in-law these gods and these these people and this lifestyle because i think that god had truly blessed ruth with being able to to see his sovereignty and she instead of rejecting what god was trying to the story that god was trying to write in her life the identity that god the new identity god was trying to give her as a jew Instead of rejecting it, she accepted it because she realized how much he loved her. I think that God truly gave her that look into her life. And she had no desire to numb the pain and to go back, you know, to numb that pain that she had already walked through as having to work through being accepted, you know, as a converted Jew. What might might her people even look at her as? Oh, you... You went and married this man of these people who hate us, who look down on us, who are disgusted by us. You went, you went and became one of them. But she knew in her heart that's who God, God had chosen her. He had allowed her to become part of the chosen people. She, she didn't care that she had had to walk through the pain of losing this man and now being a widow and trying to decide where her life was supposed to go. She, she, had, she didn't care to numb the pain and not to even walk through the upcoming pain of obeying God and accepting his identity and obeying him, but that what was going to come with it and that pain she was going to have to walk through about living in a Jewish community and being looked at as the Moabite. She had no desire to get caught up in the foolish things of this world and her old gods because she knew that the identity that God had given her as his chosen beloved daughter, as a people, as his his people was more important and that she needed to follow in what God had given her and follow in that identity that God had placed on her. And if we continue to read in this story, because of her faithfulness, 
And because of her obedience, God restored her in so many ways. He had a plan and a purpose that Ruth couldn't see. She had no idea the honor that was going to be bestowed upon her and the crucial part she was going to play in being the great-great-great-grandmother of King David, but then also in the direct lineage of Jesus Christ himself. Because oftentimes we get too caught up in trying to find our own happiness and trying to find, you know, Ruth could have been like finally and free of being attached to this Jewish man. I can now go and find my own happiness. I, I can now go in and create this life I want to create. We get so caught up in our happiness and our wants and our desires. And I'm not fulfilled in this identity I have. I don't know who I am. I need to find who I am. Well, if we have given our lives to Christ, if we have surrendered, if we have repented and realized our need for him and he has come into our world, he has blessed us with the Holy Spirit through our repentance and our declaring that he is Lord and he is going to be Lord of our life, then our identity is found in him and what he has called us to. I never thought that my identity would be a stay-at-home mom to multiple children, I had thought, oh yeah, you know, I'd like kids. I'd like a larger family, but in my time frame, on in my rules and in my what's going to work with my happiness and my life. You know, we were a part of a, a network marketing company where there is a level that you can achieve, and that had become my desire of not just being this stay-at-home mom. That's not what I, I want. I want to accomplish this for five or six years in those the same years that I was not listening or obeying God and what he had called me to, the identity that he had asked me to take on as his child. And this past weekend, I watched um, a celebration of, of hitting this level and accomplishing this thing. And sure, did it hurt my heart a little Because, man, that was something that I had craved. But it made me go, thank God for his grace and his mercy. Because I have been shown this identity that God has asked. Thank you that through his grace I accepted it finally after five or six years. And now when I look at my life, I can see the abundance of his restoration in my life. Of of how he has redeemed things that I thought were gone. And just how beautiful that is. Because now I have never been more fulfilled. I have never been able to experience more joy. And not because of these small little things that are going to pass away. But because I have accepted this identity God has given me as a stay-at-home mom. As a wife. At a young age. I have people ask me all the time. You're only 25, you have three kids, don't you feel like you've lost out on life? (laughs) No, I'm actually living it. I'm actually living life. Because I have found true purpose and fulfillment in God alone and his identity that he has given me and his story that he has given me. And I know, I know I have a promise, even looking at Ruth's life, that 
it's it's because it's because of something so much bigger and I'm playing a part in something so amazing. Ruth didn't know it at the time, but she was going to have the honor of being in the lineage of Jesus Christ himself. You want to talk about a woman who didn't know who didn't expect this honor, but just obeyed God and accepted the identity and the role he wanted her to play. And look at his faithfulness now. So I'm going to finish this out. I'm going to give you just a brief synopsis. You can read the rest of Ruth, do it. But pretty much Ruth and Naomi, in order to provide for themselves, had to go and glean in a field. They had to eat. They had to go and glean in the field. And in doing so, Ruth happened upon Boaz. Uh, she was he was a part of the cl- a part of the clan of Amalekek, who was Naomi's husband. And in that day and age, if if uh, hu- you know your husbands had died, if there was no one else for you to marry, someone within that clan, someone within that direct family line, a cousin, uh, whatever, who could marry you would then take you and take care of you. Uh, I'm butchering that, but you can look it up, that history of the Jewish people. And she just happened upon this field. And Boaz, then Boaz came from Bethlehem. And he said to the reapers, and I'm going to read verse 2. I'm starting in chapter 2, verse 4. And behold, Boaz came from Bethlehem. And he said to the reapers, Lord be with you. And they answered, the Lord bless you. Then Boaz said to the young men who were in charge of the reapers, who is this young, whose young woman is this? And he's speaking about Ruth. Ruth had come and found herself in his field, gleaning, um, you know, barley and, and wheat to be able to eat. And take care of who and her and Naomi. So I'm going to continue in verse 6. And the servant who was in charge of the reapers answered, She is the young Moabite woman who came back with Naomi from the country of Moab. She said, Please let me glean and gather among the sheaves after the reapers. So she came and she has continued from early morning until now, except for a short rest. Then Boaz said to Ruth, Now listen, my daughter. Do not go and glean in another field or leave this one, but keep close to my young women. Let your eyes be on the field that you are reaping and go after them. Have I not charged the young men not to touch you? And when you are thirsty, go to the vessels and drink what the young men have drawn. Then she fell on her face, bowing to the ground, and said to him, Why have I found favor in your eyes that you should, not take, that you should take notice of me, since I am a foreigner? But Boaz answered her, all that I have done for, all that I have done for your mother-in-law since the death of your of your husband, has been fully to me, has been fully told to me, and how you have left your father and your mother and your native land and have come to a people that you did not know before. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say that again. So he said to her, all that you have done for your mother-in-law since the death of your husband has been fully told to me and how you have left your father and your mother and your native land and come and came to a people that you did not know before. I'm going to continue verse 12. The Lord repay you for what you have done and a full reward be given to you by the Lord, the God of Israel under whose wings you have come to take refuge. Guys, how beautiful is that? Because she accepted, owned, and walked in the identity God had given her and the circumstances, the story he was writing, she found herself in Boaz's field. And Boaz took notice of her and said, I, I, I hope that I will take care of you. 
And I will, I will allow you to find favor in my eyes as you have found favor in God's. And if you continue with this story, Ruth comes home to Naomi and Naomi says, oh, you know, how was your day? Did you get the food? Did you, and I, guys, I'm really paraphrasing, Did, you know, all this stuff. She goes, yes. And I, I found favor in the sight of this man named Boaz. And Naomi was like, oh my gosh, he is, he is a part of our clan. What favor has the Lord now given me and given you? And if we continue through this story, we see how through this, God redeemed and restored Ruth in allowing her to find this amazing man, Boaz, who I believe she was able to have a beautiful relationship with, marriage relationship with. He then gave her a a son, blessed her as a wife, and then he blessed her as a mother. And then it shows here, if we go to Ruth 4, verse 18, now these are the generations of Perez, which is um, Obadiah, so Obed, excuse me. So there was a son born to her, to Ruth, and his name was Obed. He was the father of Jesse, the father of David. And if you continue through this um, genealogy, the genealogy, you know what I'm saying, it shows you how Ruth was then in that direct lineage of Jesus Christ. And it's and and that is going to be my my twist on Ruth. That's what God really just showed me is a a woman a a person who accepted the identity God had bestowed on her and followed through with this story knowing that there may be things that come against her, knowing that there's going to be other identities attached to her by the world because of her obeying what God has given her, because of obeying the story that he was created, that he created for her to walk in. But she was so honored because through that pain that she may have experienced in her past, she continued to accept that identity. She didn't run back to her people. She didn't run back to her gods. She stayed with God. She stayed with Naomi. She accepted who God had identified her, the new identity God had given her and that, that he had identified her as. And even as she continued into that pain, as she went and lived in the Jewish world and was then looked down on as Moa, as a Moabite, She was then restored and given such great favor in God. Excuse me, being a mother. (laughs) My newborn just woke up. Um, And look at how he redeemed and restored her. Look at how he finished her story off. And where he, how he allowed her to be honored in her obedience. And so I'm not sure what identity that God has chosen to give you right now how he has chosen to allow you to be identified in him. But my prayer for you is that as I fought with it for five or six years, that you wouldn't. That you would be able to accept it and understand that God has written a beautiful story for you, that he is faithful, and that he is never going to leave you or forsake you. You do not need to dread them. You do not need to dread whatever them is in your life. I want you to put whatever that is in there. You do not need to dread them for he is with you and he will never leave you or forsake you. That he has called you to this identity, has called you to this story for his greater plan, his purpose. In Romans 8.28, 
8.28, we know that all things are worked out for the good of those who love the Lord. Lean into his promises. Lean into his truth and allow him to be the one that identifies you. I really hope that this has blessed you. I hope that this has given you something to think about. Please feel free to reach out to me. I would love to talk with you more if you have any thoughts or questions. But I hope as you move through today that you can find who you, how that identity that God has given you and that you can stand in that with the power of the Holy Spirit. So I love you guys and until next time.